Welcome to the Static Zone Podcast, where we discuss everything you watched back when television had a static, snowy-covered channel before you popped in that VHS or switched over to Channel 3. I'm your host, the representative of Coca-Cola and Marlboro Cigarettes, Scotty Moe, and with me is the unibrow himself, itself, Corey, a.k.a. Tornado Jones. Him, yeah. Don't 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 mess up my words. I I, I tried to, to figure this out before we got here. I, don't I assume the, the gender of your brow, of, sir. Of myself? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. The uh, we are so this week. I chose the movie this week. Scotty was a little skeptical when I told him what the movie was, but it is a. Uh, I guess you could say it is definitely a Mexican horror movie called Don't Panic, 1987. Uh, so Scotty far, you're telling the truth. So far, Scotty sent me some messages while he was watching it, and I started getting a little happy about it. Uh, But we'll get right into it. So the synopsis of this movie is, and I'm going to read this from the back, because I have a physical edition of this movie on Blu-ray. Yeah, I didn't know that. Which we will get into when we get into the factoids. But I'll read the first paragraph, which gives a synopsis of the movie. So it says, It's Michael's 17th birthday, and his friends have decided to surprise him with the ultimate birthday bash breaking into his house and playing with a Ouija board. But what they think is just a harmless bit of fun quickly turns into a supernatural terror when they unwittingly summon a demonic presence named Virgil, who proceeds to uh, possess someone close to Michael, forcing them to savagely kill anyone and everyone Michael cares about. All the while, Michael begins to have terrifying dreams, which he slowly begins to realize might be visions of the carnage that only he can stop. That's, uh, That's pretty good. For also, I want to say that 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 paragraph mm-hmm. says Michael almost as much as the movie does. Yes, so... <laughs> Michael, Michael, Michael. It, it's uh, I I tried to keep count, but I didn't do too well at it. Oh uh, no, the Michael count so instead of the kill count. The movie, yeah, the movie is directed by uh, Ruben Galindo Jr who also directed, I believe, uh, a couple other horror Mexican movies, uh, which is the Cemeterio del Terror, and I believe he did Grave Robbers as two. If you don't know what those movies are, that's fine, because these are all, like, B-horror Mexican movies that no one probably would, probably no one's seen. So don't feel bad about that. Which, speaking of which, uh, we don't have any box office numbers for this. The only thing we could find was... Three different release dates, because what's funny is most of the internet says this movie came out in 1987. A couple of websites we saw said it comes out, came out in 1988. And then IMDb said it came out on March 2nd, 1989 in Mexico. Nice. So th- we do know for a fact that the movie did come out on Blu-ray in 2020 mm-hmm. by Vinegar Syndrome. That's weird. Uh, but that's really all we have on the numbers which I'm thinking this was a movie that might have never even went to the theaters at all. It might have just went right to VHS. Maybe not internationally anyway. Uh, Definitely. Why did Vinegar Syndrome release this now? There's not. It's not an anniversary. Nope. Whoa, they there's just, commentary on this? It. Oh, yeah, there's commentary with... So I'll run through some of the perks of the, of the Blu-ray, which is... A newly scanned and restored in 4K from its 35mm original negative includes both the original English and the dubbed Spanish-language soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Possessed by Horror, an interview with director Ruben Galindo Jr. Mm-hmm. Commentary track with the director Ruben Galindo Jr. Commentary track with The Hysteria Continues, which 
I'm not sure what that is. And then you got it might be like a fan group or something. Maybe. And then we got alternate Spanish titles, yada yada yada. Nothing too more crazy on there. But so did um, you get that I'm not familiar with vinegar syndrome. Did you get that from their site? Uh what? I didn't get this one from their site. I got it through their Amazon uh page. Oh, they have an Amazon I believe page. it was still vinegar syndrome on the Amazon page. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can find it on Amazon. Oh, I found it on Amazon. I'm I'm I don't know if it's now. sold out or not, but I want to uh possibly try to get this Ooh, before we breaking up. You are I can't hear you. Sorry, I'm using the internet. And uh, everything's fine on my side for the group recording, so it's probably okay. Hey, there you go. (laughs) Uh, I said I was using the internet, so it probably might be choppy on your end, but on my side, the group Uh, recording's still okay, so we're probably okay. Um, Okay, I was trying to find if I could buy this before Rachel gets home from her trip. (laughs) And have it ready for her to watch, because I told her... She's probably going to want to watch this. Well, you see, the thing is, you did not introduce this. Nope. I guess I could say properly because you suggested it, and then I watched a trailer, and the trailer is more gruesome than the movie is overall almost. And then I was like, ah, this is another thing Corey hasn't watched, but Red Laird Media probably said something about it, and so he just thought it was 100%. (laughs) (sighs) Someday you'll form your own opinions. (laughs) Someday. Without that show. Uh, no, I mean, I so I watched it, and I loved it. I really, I really, really like this movie. I think it's a very solid B movie, like a very good movie. It, just the the audio, like we'll, we're, that's all we really have for. I mean, we'll go through the cast real quick. We'll come. And back that's and the show. <laughs> no, well, the cast is. I can't tell you who the cast is because I mean, there's the three main, the top build uh, actors and actresses are John Michael Bischoff, who plays Michael. You have Gabriel Hassel, who plays Alexandra, who is Michael's love interest in the movie. And then you have Juan Ignacio Aranda, who plays Tony, which is, I guess, Michael's supposed to be Michael's best friend in the movie. So Tony, a.k.a. Ray Romano, because mm-hmm. he totally looks like Ray Romano when things happen. So, uh, But no, I guess we can talk. We'll just get into the movie now and talk about it because uh, it starts off like really like ominous you get like a quote that it's just like once you cross over into certain realms there's no crossing back i've crossed past that here's the story and you're just like what well okay (laughs) this kicks right off like i was sitting down to watch it it. and i was like i was expecting to be able to get comfortable and have my uh um tablet up ready to ready to take notes and it's like boom this is my this is the um, yep, that's me there. Like almost that kind of intro. Like <laughs> it's the wonder. It's the it's the Wonder Years intro is what we're getting. Because like after that ominous line, then it's like this upbeat. Like sounds like like literally a Saturday morning nine o like Saved by the Bell show. Well, and it doesn't like, feel oh. like a horror movie until a good ways into it. Even with the Ouija board stuff, uh, not even right away there. Especially not when the thing flips off the board. Um, but the, uh, man, yeah, I was just, I did not know what, to, well, cause I, I wrote down here, I had, to, I wrote down a couple of quotes cause I have to do that for movies yeah. like this, but it kicks right off. And then during the intro, the opening credits, it says, there's a door that takes you to another dimension. And I'm like, what? And then the next <laughs> quote I have written down is, is this your first birthday in Mexico? You'll get used to it. What? What does that mean? <laughs> First of all, so uh, 
so run through it real quick. We we pan into like it's the end of Michael's birthday party. It's his seventeenth birthday, and yes. uh, there's people leaving his house. And this one person that looks like they've been drinking all night is being carried by two other people. There and is... he says the line that Scotty just said. You're like, this is a seventeen year old's birthday. Like, <laughs> yeah. What? Um, I should have looked it up. But what's the legal drinking age in Mexico? Because there are drunk teens everywhere let's, in let's this movie, and not just drunk, but we're talking like passed out. Like, how did you not fall on that glass table and kill yourself drunk? Um, yeah, uh, apparently it's 18. Okay, still, they're not all seniors yeah. <laughs> in high school. <laughs> right. Uh, um, I mean, I was just telling you the facts that you asked me to look up. So. Yeah, 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 thank you. Uh, it's, um, yeah, just, uh, I'll read a couple of my quick notes here, and then I made a point to highlight some notes so that I don't go in order, but also so that we can, so that when we're bouncing around, I don't um, miss stuff. Um, right. But... So after, well, the intro scene doesn't make any, or actually now I've already confused myself because this thing jumps around, but the party scene is so baffling to me just bit <laughs> by bit because the, there's, I, the, they, the, his friends leave the party and then they come back, but they're in the house. So they didn't leave party. or they left and they got back into the house and surprise here's uh party number two this is how we do it in mexico i guess i don't know we're clueless here's american kids in mexico party yeah well that too the girl had like a gift behind her so i'm like oh that's a cake but wait that the cake is sideways and ruined um no yeah. there is no cake there are two coca-cola cans with giant twizzler looking fucking red licorice candles in them which by the way this is not the first coca-cola placement we see in oh this no God fucking movie <laughs> yeah it's like mac and me in this bitch um Dude, so much coca-cola but those candles definitely look like the director was just like oh shit we forgot to get candles oh we have some in the background scenery of like yeah. decor because they're they're like the candles that are like like you would put in a, a proper uh candlestick holder or something like to a, be fancy because yeah, yeah. they're like eight inches tall but they they're shove just them like, in the hey, fucking like, coke cans. Yeah, yeah, in the in the coke cans, it's like they're not even like lined up properly and all that stuff. Also, then he's blindfolded to blow the candles at. Is that I don't understand this tradition, uh, dude. It's it's his first birthday in Mexico. All right, he's gonna get used to it. So. And then also, there's so much setup in this scene that I don't know if they did it intentionally or not. But they're like, and also, uh, Alex is here. And you're like, who's Alex? And you're thinking like, oh, it's going to pan over to uh, Captain of the Cheerleaders. Whoa, that's a monobrow. Whoa, they couldn't Dude. take in a second to wax that? So first of all, the way she's introduced is like she's crouching next to the couch. But the way she gets up and like looks, I, all uh -huh. I wrote down in my notes was couch goblin with a unibrow is what I wrote. Oh, <laughs> I wrote down in all caps, new girl monobrow dang. And I, I, I feel bad about making fun of her because she looks – she's pretty – but that unibrow is front and center, man. Look, it wouldn't matter if she wasn't supposed to be the, uh, the romantic love interest. interest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if you wanted us to, if you wanted to pan over and have it like be soap opera vision all of a sudden, then you do. She was in makeup. It wasn't like they just grabbed her and threw her onto set. <laughs> she was. Someone did her makeup and decided. Yeah. This is fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so I feel unless bad it's like a, a like that, back care. in the day, you know, facial hair was how kind of dictated uh, social level. Unless yeah, that's how yeah. it is uh, in the eighties with girls in, in Mexico the City. Apparently, yes. it takes place in Mexico City. The reason I bring that up is because there's a scene where 
uh, they definitely were just like, let's go out into Mexico City and shoot footage with mm-hmm. our two lead actors and actresses. You're just like, oh lord. But, yeah, it's gonna. We're I, I I we should preface that with like, this is clearly filmed in Mexico uh, or near the border, and they're trying to make it look American. So I preface that, or I say that sometimes. Yes, but I say that because some things we say are probably not going to sound good, but we're not being racist or stereotypical. It's just no, this movie no, is no. that bad. With, this with movie a lot is of great. This movie um, is great. So, I love and the then, ADR too. <laughs> uh, when it's there, um, <laughs> and and the other highlighted quote I have from this first scene, and then we'll like. There's a lot that happens in the beginning, so we'll, we'll get to other stuff. But like, we gotta I, I lay, do, we gotta lay some of this out. I feel. Um, I wrote most of my notes from the beginning of the movie, and then once it oh, becomes yeah. the horror movie, you're like, okay, this is kind of standard. I like, well, okay. I did. I I also I did kind of like. I found myself watching and I was like, I need to just lean back and just like yeah. absorb what is happening rather than, cause I'm not going to yes. get, cause also I wasn't, I didn't get to watch this a second time. I knew I wasn't going to get to. And so, but the other quote I have is, <laughs> oh, so it's, it's like trying to establish some sort of background with Tony who Which presents the Ouija board. Which is never explained. Never, nowhere. But, never. and yet they latch onto it more as the movie goes on. Or they they latch onto nothing more as the movie progresses. Yeah. But the yeah, but the quote here, uh, the quote here is, uh, I think it's from the main character Michael saying it because I'm not sure because I'll also whoever's it. doing the voiceover sometimes they're Mexican sometimes they're English. So I don't know. I guess they just didn't get the the actors to get, do their ADR and they just hired some people to do it. But yeah. it is just like. Let me go, and it's yeah. just like the what? <laughs> uh-huh. Who said that? Uh, and so, but uh. there's a quote here that I wrote down that says, "Hey Tony, play man," and then boom, the lights are off. Not even a transition; just the lights are off. It's blackness. <laughs> you were freaking about you. Met, you said you were sending me video clips of you watching the movie last night. Sort and of. You were just like, check out this zoom, and it just went boop and boop like it's the zoom. There are some snap zooms in this. I don't know who edited it or how, why they edited it that way, but it's yeah. just like boom, boom. There's Tony's face. Boom. Here's Michael's face. You're just like, holy crap. But yeah, there was a lot, and I took a lot of pictures, and I was I was <laughs> resisting sending a lot of these to Rachel because um, what sparked my interest more in this movie than anything you said before yesterday was that it's a B movie nightmare on Elm Street, and I was like, oh yes. my, and and you know. Elm Street is her favorite horror se- series, mm-hmm. and so I was resisting sending her some pictures, such as the girl with the knife in the forehead, and uh, <laughs> the, the song. yeah, and that whole rose <laughs> scene, and the dinner scene, and there's just other stuff. And the dinner scene might be my favorite scene of the entire movie when he just, <laughs> for some <laughs> reason, either the killer or out. Michael is suddenly. Uh, doing an impersonation okay. of the band corn and okay so hold on we gotta we gotta finish laying stuff let's let's i need it we need to touch on two i think we've laid it all out ouija board uh by the way his mom's a drunk yeah his mom is a huge drunk but so they get the ouija board tony wants to summon virgil which is this entity that i mean it's just basically tony and michael order. know but we sure don't Apparently, yeah, there's. It's like there was another movie where Tony and Michael defeated Virgil, but they couldn't. They only sealed him, and they couldn't defeat him. But yeah, that's never explained. No. It's never explained in the rest of the movie. And uh, but also, 
surprise, there's killings that start happening. And whenever the killings go start to happen, Michael loses si- his own sight, which he gets these red, big red contacts that they put in his eyes. Yeah, and then he sees brutal. through the eyes of the killer. So that's he's completely blind during. Sometimes he's completely blind. I didn't. So um, he goes to school with the eyes, and he can still see. Like I that think, makes no sense. I think it's something like he's having to over. He's not blind, but he's trying to overcome the power of the evil power or something so that he can't well, no, there's times where he puts his hand in front of his face yeah no that's that's what i mean though is like but he builds up to being either being able to see or being able to use his other senses i don't know or it's it's or a, the continuity of the movie forgot its own stories <laughs> yes oh one thousand percent which the 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 idea this movie has some good ideas but yes man it doesn't execute them execute on them well at all uh and it i holy crap um you like all, how there was but a i guess speed? also basically the plot or the i almost said incentive that wouldn't make sense the the driving force behind how there is an evil force is someone poured alcohol on the ouija board and that was it we don't even know if that's what's actually summoned Virgil. Was he just I don't like, know, oh, that but was I, disrespectful? Like, I was blown away by the fact that I did not see... What, what's the actual triangle eyeball thing called on a Ouija? Do we know if that even... Uh, I don't know. It's the thing that everyone puts their fingers on. The and pie piece. Nobody tries to move. Yeah, the, the pie, pie piece. piece of the board. Um, I, I, I will give credit to this movie that I could not see the string when it lifted up randomly and, like, yes. threw itself against the wall. I didn't see a string. Um, so unless, unless there was a, they might've done magnets. I don't know, but, uh, that was, uh, yeah. Props to that. I will, yeah. I'll give it props to the gore is good. What gore the we get because gore do, is good kind of after a while. I think they could have, honestly, I could see this movie getting put on TV if they just cut scenes quick or yeah. right before the gore, because there are still moments that could be shown on public tv that would show that they're dead or something or yeah. hints that they're dead or imply or whatever um but, but the like it, i i feel like this movie this movie is almost this movie is almost not a b movie a lot and then something happens that just fucking reminds You're you like, yep, no this is. is garbage yep <laughs> So well, you were talking about the 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 quick editing. Like if you cut away from the kills, that's how uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four does it. Like the kills are brutal in that movie, but okay, they're very very quick. Mm-hmm. They're extremely quick. Where it's just like, oh, Mike or Jason ripped someone's head off. It's only like a second of it, and then it goes to the next scene. Mm-hmm. So that's how they like they were able. To, so I see what you're saying because some of those scenes you're just like, okay, like the guy gets his neck cut, and then we just pan on him for a while and watch him bleed out, and right. you're just like, oh, okay, yeah sure uh of the effects and stuff but like it's sad that the coolest one in my opinion was when michael was sitting in class and then he saw i don't remember anyone else's names besides michael and tony Trace. to be honest with you Trace. uh christy or is there a Kristen or a christy um christy christy sounds right chris she's the one that works the hospital yeah but he looks over at yeah. her in class and she's just bleeding like she was stabbed but that looks really cool because there's no yeah. uh, build-up to it. It's just there. But I was like, oh, that's... Ba- immediately, I was like, oh, that's basically the body bag in school in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. One or two, I forget now. Um, 100%. <laughs> but I was like, oh, that's why I thought that was so cool. Because it reminded me of that. But then also, it is well done. 
And then yeah. her actual death when she just like falls out of the door. Uh, aside from her face when she falls out of the door, she still looks good in uh, yeah. in how they like uh, covered her in blood and stuff. So, right, right. Um, man, yeah, but that. Uh, well, that's the thing too. In that scene, in that classroom scene, it's not like she's just covered in blood. She's covered in blood, and there's blood coming out of her. So they yeah, had to rig yeah, like yeah, yeah. in her clothes. They had to have like some kind of tubes like shooting blood slowly out of it. Which mm-hmm. it's good. Like the the effects of this movie are very good. Kills are very good. The makeup on some of on the main killer is pretty good. He basically just ends up looking like Freddy Krueger towards the end of yeah, it. Yeah, he's like a mix of Freddy Krueger and um, Martin Sheen and Ray Romano. Yes, <laughs> just all of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> when, because, uh huh. Because, but but I mean, to the point that it's especially like in the hospital. Yeah, but it's like to the point though because we didn't even or I didn't even remember what tony looked like and i was like that's tony i guess so did we see tony enough like you know i mean yeah and apparently tony's like older than michael because he doesn't go to school and has his own place i'm not sure how school works there because also they got yeah (laughs) that was a whole scene that he was running late and then he met up with Oh God, Alex! Alex, who she was, was not allowed well. in her geometry class or something. But so then she he's like, late. "So you want to go to breakfast?" And she's like, "But we might get caught." I'm like, "Your teacher just kicked you or didn't let you in class. So can you really get caught now?" I don't understand yeah. what you're getting caught doing. Also, there's a sign that says, "If you're late for your class, you are you're uh you could be expelled." And also, it just says the dean. It doesn't say a signature. It's just the same font as the rest of it. It just goes the dean. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Yeah, there's a lot like, of it, signs they that didn't are not get expelled, so it doesn't matter. No, and also when they were out having their having their uh, lollies, there it was just like, oh, apparently the whole town doesn't need to go to school today because there are kids running around. There are other people their age. Like the whole city is out and about I during think... this school day. <laughs> Well, that's because they probably shot it on a Saturday where everyone was out and about. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Oh, if you look at that scene, there's a scene where they're getting their pictures taken and they're doing goofy stuff with sombreros and all that. And you're like, because we're in Mexico. This guy taking the picture, I don't think knows he's in a movie. I don't think so. No. Mm -hmm. If you looked at him, they put the like when they were leaving, they put the sombreros on him and he was just like, thank you. And you're just like, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which is very. I want to talk about the whole interaction with Michael running late for school, though. Sure. Because he is riding his bike to school. He gets to yeah. this gated, like, is it a private high school? I don't understand anything. But... Does, well, so the whole conversation that's happening that you're about to talk about, there's kids walking in the entire time. Yes. So... <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, but, like, there's a security guard for this school, high school campus thing, and... He's like, come on, man, don't bust my chops or something. And then the guy's like, nope, you're late. And But then Michael shows him a off-brand Playboy. And Born. that gets him in. But then suddenly, not only does that get him past the gate, but it's like this fucking sick slap bass montage. <laughs> and it's barely 30 seconds. But it is yeah. a montage because it ends with him doing the risky business slide. Like, we'll put the whole record on the shelf when he, like, then, skids in. And then he sees Alex, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and, like, that happens. And he asks her to breakfast. And then there's another montage. And I'm like, what's yeah. happening? This is a it's horror a montage, movie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You get another montage. I'm just thinking of other montages. But you get another one when Michael's, like, running from the possessed Tony. Because 
spoilers, Tony gets possessed by uh, the Virgil. Yep. Yep, yep. And you're just like, montage. Also, how about them dinosaur pajamas? Oh, okay. Yeah, we could get to those. I was going to mention <laughs> Douchebag's house, which is Tony, because I wrote down the Coke cans and Marlboro boxes uh, hanging, hanging on strings. strings? Uh, that's like a very dorm room thing to do, I feel. Maybe not Which, in high school. But, and that also I is guess, how I'm confused about how old anyone is because this kid's yeah. just displaying beer cans and cigarette boxes in his fucking room, which is I don't his know. parents' house, maybe his house. I don't know. We don't know if it ever is. It looks like it could be an apartment. Like We never see like an outside of Tony's apartment. It's no. always inside Tony's apartment. And there's that weird-ass waist-high closet that is definitely a product of the 80s, maybe a product of the 70s. Um that yeah, doesn't make also, sense to me. Yeah. Uh, and then, well, it's like a then, studio apartment in the eighties. Yeah, I yeah, it's weird. I I've seen houses with closets like that, but they have definitely not been modernized and were built in the no, last not century, all. barely. Um, and but then this scene happens that is what I sent you and couldn't film without me cackling at it, so I just sent it to you anyway <laughs> because he's like. Uh, actually, I could just refer to our Discord here because I. Oh, he's got all these roses. Yeah, I said to you in all caps, "What the fuck with this Zoom?" and send you this clip that's like eight seconds long. And I, the, it, what does he say? He's like the rose, the magic rose, or something. And I'm like, "Is it plastic? Yeah, the, is that how it doesn't wilt?" Room. I don't understand. Why is he covering them? And then he's picking one out. Like, what the fuck? Like, yes, I don't like, like, I was like, is that if he just has these roses prepared? Like, do they have, does he have crushed up roofies in them when they they just inhale it? Like, what's going on here? Are they Um, super, are they supernatural? Like, what's going on? Like, I I, I don't know. And don't worry. There's a lot of history that didn't happen. Because it won't be explained. (laughs) Nope, it won't. You don't have to worry about it much longer Uh, because the movie's only 90 minutes. And then after that, you don't have to worry about it. And it, those credits, usually credits are fairly long. These credits are, like, super quick. Like, well, super bare-bones cast, probably. And, I, and probably I also that so. were actually paid to be in this that had to be credited. So, um, Did the, you, uh, I don't know, the, the ice cream scene when they were having their date, that was super weird. The balloons? Also, they stared the balloons. at those balloons for, like, half an hour? Yeah. Apparently they were eating ice cream soup because their ice cream was just totally melted. Like, it's hot. Well, it's hot in Mexico. Which is I definitely guess. where they were, a hundred percent. I will say that the main character is a facial. They has very good facial expressions. They... He's got a face <laughs> that I swear I've seen him in other stuff, or they just did a good job of finding that white kid. I don't know. I looked up John Michael uh, Biscoff has really done nothing of nothing much else. Like All he was right. in like three other movies. He was in Grave Robber, which was one of. Uh, what, what, what what's the same name? director Sorry, I gotta... the same one. director's movie but yeah. after that it's just like maybe okay, sure. if we see that it'll explain a lot of this movie maybe that's what we're missing out on maybe or because <laughs> i'm not suggesting the... it but no i don't want to see it or C- cemeterio del terror which was actually in this movie it's uh the huh. movie that's on the tv that uh what's oh. his, josh john whatever his name is is watching Oh, maybe, yeah. Um, there, yeah, there were every time they showed a movie on TV, I kept thinking, like, should I know this movie? I, it looks like it should maybe be something I've I seen. I don't think we should know this movie. Yeah, <laughs> no. So, 
Uh, but I mean, at that point, after the first, because the kill, the first two killings, kind of, the first killing just kind of happens, and you see a scene of the person being killed really quickly, and then it's just like back to the high school story. But what back movie do you think story. I thought of when we saw this first killing? I, you can guess it. What movie do you think I thought of? The first, the first killing. Yeah, they don't explain anything, but it just happens from the main character's point of view. We think, and he's not sure if he did it. What movie could I possibly be thinking of? Making content? No, I don't know. <laughs> Brain Scan. No. Oh, oh, I haven't watched that in over a year, Scotty. <laughs> yeah, that's, but yeah, this movie. Yeah. Borrowed yeah. from that, but wait, not borrowed, because Brain Scan was 90s. Brain I think. Scan was way after this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Brain Scan uh -oh. borrowed. Uh oh. Hmm. So, but at the point after those first two killings, once Michael starts realizing what's going on, you start getting more like, like Michael's going crazy, and he has one of the best room trashing scenes I've ever seen ever. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! I slowed down. I watched this on a <laughs> streaming service where I'm not sure it was legitimate. That's all I'm gonna say because I'm not because right. so that you can't say I told you where this to watch is, it. But it's available I, on AMC and Shutter right now. Okay, but I reduced the speed to one quarter <laughs> so that when he hit that pencil box thing, yes. it was like, <laughs> it was pretty great. I filmed that, I and really I almost sent you, you that too, but I was like, I'm basically sending Corey this whole film through my camera right we now. We should have just watched the movie together in Discord is what we need to start doing. <laughs> may, well, maybe, but I think at that point, though, we would not watch most of the movie, though. We'd have... <laughs> We would no, go off we'd on. We'd be all right. It'd be well when we start so. the static zone uh, Discord, then we'll have our watch parties. That, um, yeah. We'll see. All right. So speaking of connections and uh -huh. things that we just uh, dinosaur pajamas. The, the, for some reason, he's seventeen years old and he's wearing sure. these. Literally, looks like six-year-old pajama, like dinosaur yeah. pajamas, yep. like a top and bottom. Yep, Which, yep. by the way, he never takes the bottoms off. Nope. He's got a he spare Because he puts another set. pair of pants on top of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're always a part of him. To the point where when he goes missing, his mother is talking to one of the lieutenants or something. Is like, he's wearing his pajamas. Like <laughs> He always wears them for his killings. It's, I don't know what is going on. I don't know why that choice was given, but he is just in, in riding that bike down the road in those dinosaur pajamas is one of the funniest damn things I've ever seen in my life. So <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, but after those first two killings, we start, we start getting to see that Michael's going insane. And then he starts to realize like, oh, we totally forgot Tony coming out of the TV. So <laughs> I, totally oh, I didn't forget it. I was just that. letting us like go through the what the fuck moments here. Now, no, I will say, one... because I think also my standards for this film were a little different because you uh, quickly compared it to Making Contact. Making Contact, I still have not had as many what-the-fuck moments right, while yeah. experiencing those moments. This one, though, there was a lot of, oh my gosh, how is this happening? But <laughs> Like what? Making Contact has still set a bar. I'm not sure what kind of bar or how relevant it is to other bars, but... It's in a yeah. different realm because this is this movie. It's set a bar for this podcast is what it has. Done. Yeah, I guess so. that, yeah, if anything, yeah, there we go. Some sort of bar. Um, so. The, uh, yeah, what were you saying? TV. I was saying, Tony, uh, yeah, so that's Tony what the, the, TV. the last note, the last note that I have on here is, uh, 
So Michael goes through one of his fits at night because he's going through like he doesn't know why he's losing his sight. He doesn't know what the heck's going on. He's seeing like crazy stuff. He's seeing all this mm-hmm. nuts stuff. So he's wearing these sunglasses at breakfast and his mother's mm-hmm. concerned. <laughs> and apparently he's eating a ham plate of ham because it just looks like. Yeah, it's just like chopped up, not cooked bacon ham. or something. It looks really, um, really weird. But then he looks at the TV and there's and this is was a practical effect. You can tell it was. Oh, you and can tell he like, had, like, something on his face, yeah. Yeah. So it looks like Tony's trying to come out of the static – he's coming out of the static zone of the TV. Boom! Yeah, and, this is our movie. <laughs> we found it. Uh, and he's tell, he's basically telling him, like, hey, Virgil's killing people. You need to stop him. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's – yeah. And, and you don't I, get that once. You get that twice. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't think Virgil is even – I'm going to risk my internet going wonky, but I'm going to type in Virgil Demon. Um, I mean, he's from And Devil the first May- thing I mean, that came up is Devil May Cry. That's yeah, probably course, not what cause... I should have looked up. I don't know anything, but because, like, my only... I know Virgil... Isn't Virgil a Greek god or something also? Um, Maybe? Because what's weird to me is, like, my first experience as a child with the name Virgil was the bird in Mighty Max, the cartoon based on the toy... Um, so when I had my own dog finally in my life, I named him Virgil because I just thought it was a cool name. <laughs> you edge, you were being an edgelord, didn't even know it. What? How? Because of the game <laughs> Devil May Cry? Well, just like, I'm gonna name my dog. Well, I named, yeah, it's like when you, it's, it's like getting your first like Corgi and you're like, I'm naming it Ein. You're like, yeah, I, oh, I, see, I can see you doing that. <laughs> that's very different because Ein is a Corgi. That's not as original. I was an original child. Um, the, (laughs) if we did not have a logo for this podcast, uh, and then saw this movie, I would have been like, holy, holy shit. That's the static zone. That's Tony's the static zone. We are Tony. Yeah. Hail Tony. (laughs) Hail, hail Ray Romano. (laughs) Oh man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm I mean, sticking. I'm leaning more towards Char, uh, not Charlie Sheen, Martin Sheen. <laughs> Martin Sheen. I can see that too. So it's the hair. Uh, it's really the hair. But I mean, event. Eventually, we start seeing like he's trying to save his friends. Spoilers. He's it, he's very bad at it. Yep. Uh, and all his his friends die. At one point, yep. he teams up with one of the friends, the girl, the nurse. His his her brother is like competing for Alex's interest. Like he's oh, I guess so. Jealous. Are they the same character? That is he the one that kissed her in the cafeteria? Yeah, on her cheek, and uh, and the Michael saw it and got all upset and all that, that was stuff. A painful so. scene. It was weird. It was really weird. Uh, I was just like, be careful, don't get, don't kiss the unibrow. And so. then suddenly, soap <laughs> opera vision, and then I have in all caps here: "Whoa, high school sex scene! Whoa!" I was not yeah, ready for uh, that. There's some the unibrow and the. That's another reason I'm like, are these kids in high school? Because I don't know that any movie would just be like. I mean, we have the Friday the Thirteenth and the whatever. Yeah, all that. But it's all usually like college co-ed. So, but this one's like, you're in high school, do whatever you want. Drink lingers on the scene a little too long. Yes, it does. It sure fucking does. This should have been a college movie where he's just living at home. It would have made a lot more sense. Probably, yeah. It, th- yeah, that whole scene, it was just very obvious that I either neither of them had had sex before or neither of them knew how to pretend to have sex. And I was getting sick. Or they just thought sex was hugging. I was like... getting <laughs> ill while watching this. So, so, I don't... Then what was next? Uh, well, I have a couple random notes here. 
Um, the clock is named Megatech, or it's by a company called Megatech. Megatech. Yeah. And that was pretty good. Dude, I thought that's why you was shot a, me a message about that or something. It was an alarm clock with a phone in it. That was oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, I've never yeah. seen okay. one of those before. <laughs> that was strange, yes. But I feel like that was probably the time where everything was also a radio, you know? Yeah, because even like even if any of the TVs in this movie feel like they're like from the fifties and they're like black and white, even though it's supposed to be eighty seven. So like right. there were TVs around even in yeah. Mexico. So I don't know. I don't. I, know. I was just scrolling through our conversation to try to make sure I didn't miss anything, and I found the picture that I, uh, which I also tweeted from the Static Zone, um, yeah, Twitter. Just saying, Mondays. Am I right when it's Michael like <laughs> making the best face in the whole fucking movie? As he's struggling to just get across the carpeted bathroom floor. I have only oh. ever been in one bathroom that has had carpeting. And I said to my buddy, I'm like, is this like an older house thing? And he's like, yeah, I think so. I'm like, because that would be a, like, that's the one room besides the kitchen you don't want carpeting. Because if no, anything floods, it. it stays there or you yeah. get rid of that carpet. You yeah. Know? Or just imagine like the wear and tear of you getting out. Because you know they're not putting a towel down. Right. To, yeah. Like, it's step just on. Mildew City. Yeah. So anyway some but anyway we start i mean after the hospital scene then there's a scene with their friend raul who i guess is supposed to be like the goofy guy of the group where he doesn't he got drunk so him and uh michael and, and they John, thought he was dead and i'm like is yeah. he dead and i'm like who is not an alcoholic in this movie <laughs> everybody everybody is an alcoholic but the whole thing is this guy doesn't have his pants so he's like, I'm. they're trying to save him. They're that's trying it. to get that's, him before that's... Virgil does. Yep, that's the plot. No pants. And the whole thing of them not leaving right then and there is that the one guy is like, I want my pants. So, so the guy who's wearing like, two pairs of pants yeah. says, I'll go get you pants. <laughs> he's wearing two pairs of pants. He could have just took his pairs of pants off and gave them to him and then everybody would have lived. Yeah, but, and I'm sure people listening are like, what do you mean he's wearing two pairs of pants? Does he have one over his head? No, he was wearing his dino you. PJs, and then they went into Tony's house with this friend who is not a friend, but a uh, brother of the would-be girlfriend, and or some, I don't remember yeah, it's anymore. Brother of one of, the, one of the girls that got killed. Yeah, but it's like, all right, I got to put some real clothes on. Let me take off my dino PJ shirt, but let me leave the pants on and put a new pair of pants I over just, them. And then next scene, know. unless he took them off somewhere... He's wearing two pairs of pants, but I'll go back in and get you some pants. Pants, 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 pants. And that's not even the first stupid thing that happens in this scene. The second stupid thing that happens, so John stay, John's got a shotgun. So he, yeah. he's going to stay back and protect the guy that's in the car. Well, he looks over and sees, I guess, a hole-in-the-wall convenience store, and he's like, I need cigarettes now. Yeah. And he just walks over there, and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, fucking Johnny 12-gauge, you fucked up immediately what's happening but then it here. doesn't even matter because we find out virtual virgil can basically like fucking teleport so yeah he suddenly has freddy krueger powers uh, or something but it's also like not in the dream world which i mm, that's why <laughs> that's that's why it's more like brain scan than it's like nightmare on elm street yeah. which is even crazier to me um yeah i it's i didn't nightmare on elm street <sighs> come out in 87 or did it come out in 84 it came out in uh, It was 80s. Because uh, it was a late bloomer to the slasher series. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you look oh, it up okay. because your internet is less likely to destroy the recording. Um, sure. Tell us one more thing you like about I loved movie. how when he was at school uh, trying to figure out, yeah. like, after the first, huh? 
It was 84. 84. Okay, so before this, but... Oh, yeah, definitely before this. But so, like, I I have a note here of um, my lunch is Coke and Shasta because... Hit Shasta. Shasta. Because, like, he's realizing that he's having these visions but he's not sure what so he's like out of it the next day and he's at lunch and then all he walks up all he has on his tray going to his lunch table is a glass of brown liquid and a glass of orange liquid so i'm like yes coke and all it was whatever fanta today (laughs) that's my lunch i don't know why i guess like i maybe in that scene they just told him to grab whatever yeah like and then i don't know but this is the scene where, you know, Michael's obviously got some shit going on, but he doesn't want to tell Alex about it. This is after the scene where they've told each other, basically, that they love each other. Very and, strange, yeah. Yeah, high school dumb shit. I've been through it. Uh, but so this, be- this like, pisses her off because, you know, she's like, what are you, what's going on? He's like, I can't tell you. Crazy shit's going down, all this stuff. So there's some tension between them. And, and they then, broke up. <laughs> I guess, even though they never said they really did, but yep. sure. Mm-hmm. I don't yep. know. You mm-hmm. got whatever. You got but it. But ultimately, we come down. I guess that's basically kind of like it. You just like start. They he, he uh, Virgil's picking them off one by one. Uh, Michael's a really bad friend. He can't. And I guess there's a there's a montage where Michael's like hearing all of his friends, dead friends' voices in his head. So I guess he does realize that he's a bad friend and wasn't able to save him. But sure, I don't know. And then it comes. It comes down to where he he comes to the scene where he goes to Alex's house and apparently there's a dinner with some senator that mm-hmm. her dad's having a dinner with. It's a very fancy party. Mm-hmm. Michael runs in and uh, they're just like, oh, stay for dinner. And he's like, fine. Apparently Virgil shows up because Michael's crazy eyes happen again. And it's probably the best scene in this movie that I lost my shit at where Michael just, I mean, he had a gun from John earlier that gave him one. He, his eyes turn red. He pulls the gun out and he presumably is blind in this mode, just starts shooting at everything. Because <laughs> he knows, he well, because he turns. knows that Virgil is watching the dinner happen, so yes. he's nearby somehow. So that's why he's just shooting wildly. And then, but like, I couldn't tell if this voice was Michael's brain or if it was Virgil talking because he'd sound suddenly sound like a corn song. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I don't. And, uh, <laughs> I noticed that in other scenes. So whenever it goes into Virgil Tony mode, that's okay. supposed to be like creepy. That's uh, Virgil okay. coming out. Wha- uh, uh, like that? Yeah, just like what? <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. man. And so that, become- uh yeah, with um I'm going to steal this from Red Letter Media, but he goes in that dinner scene with Alex's dad. Oh, the guy who is trying to buy a ticket to the Titanic because that's what he looks like. <laughs> He's got a that fucking curly mustache. <laughs> yeah, and he and but that's that I lost it uh, at their description of him like that. But like, but also, I also filmed a scene of when he's they ask Michael to say what's happening or explain himself or something, and like Alex's yeah, dad stands up and he's like, oh. "Well," and I'm like, "That's not your what? voice." <laughs> no, not, oh no the adr so like we said earlier sometimes it's the uh, the actors actual voices sometimes it's adr that was not done by the actual actors and actresses it was just done later because they have very heavy mexican accents which i think makes the movie even better like i think the adr makes it better <laughs> but we come down to the final showdown where michael does some fucking looney tune shits and drops a safe on Virgil slash oh, well, Tony. You're skipping a lot. I mean, we have now what become 
the horror movie because we're in a basement somewhere with pipe and steams. Yeah, pipes and steam is what I should have said. Just um, like Freddy. Just like Freddy. It's. Yep. I, I was actually I was trying to think of like any other horror movie that incorporates that, but I'm I'm sure others have. But you're in yeah. some sort of basement of somewhere like boiler if not on the room. set of yeah boiler room. That's the word I was looking for. Some yeah. sort of uh, spooky boiler room that's poorly lit and loud and echoey, so you can't tell where anything is. Exactly. Um, oh. And and that let me see here. Let me get to my notes because I wrote down a lot for this final. Did you? show down here um let's see here oh just before that though uh i <laughs> there, there's a couple of quotes i wrote um where let's see uh okay michael and his two pairs of pants then what the one kid dies who they the pantsless kid dies and yeah. out of nowhere oh and then michael's running away and for some reason cops stop him and one of the cops says to him, "Yeah, he's just running." And then suddenly, there's cops that pull well, yeah, the car up Tony, to him, and like Tony's chasing him in the car, and you're just like, "What the fuck's going on?" Something I guess you just like have that. To run past those cops. And but one of the lines I wrote here was one of the cops say to the kid, "Come here, toilet face," and I'm like, "Okay." Well, I, I didn't even hear that. <laughs> yep. Oh, well, I I was watching it with the uh, the auto subtitles things, oh, um, nice. automated things, and um and then the song plays. Which I'm yes. surprised we have not mentioned the song yet. Uh, I was holding off on it. Oh, sorry, but it happens no, no, here. We can talk about it now. And yeah. um, don't panic. I kind of like a it. Bad song. I kind of like okay. it. Yep. I uh, considering everything else we've heard in this movie, uh, and it's apparently written <laughs> by <laughs> the kid who plays Michael, or maybe he sings it. I don't know. How no, it's so credited. the lyrics and the song were written by John Michael Bischoff. All right. Well, so. Like, that's his voice singing that song. Good job, so JMB. Like, oh, you did it. Okay. That's the um, only thing you apparently did, so. <laughs> yeah. But I also had a note here for when they're driving away from the senator dinner. Uh, above the garage, <laughs> it looks like it says Pikachu, but that's probably a Spanish word covered up. And probably. then I had to make a note of the killer, Tony, standing against that car because that was like dude he looked cool so unnecessarily like i am i'm a fucking tunnel snakes rule or something oh dude, like he's so for audio listeners he's leaning up against the car with his back like on the car but his foot's up like on the car too so and he's like looking down and then he like looks up at them when yeah they i was waiting up. for him to like start snapping his finger and saying gotta rock it yeah. in my pocket <laughs> play it cool you know break it, yeah, i loved it yeah. What, oh, another thing I wanted to point out is every time that we see the possessed Tony, whenever we get a good shot of him, he's progressively getting his makeup is looking crazier and crazier. Yes. Yeah. That's what so I it's... really like too, because in the beginning, like the first couple of killings, he looked fairly normal. Yeah. Like, well, fairly... you also don't see him in most of the first ones. Yeah. His face, anyway. but then he just he basically turns into Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger, Martin Sheen. <laughs> Yeah, it. but, yeah, that's why I, like, struggled to, I think, I well, I said to you something along the lines of, like, this is either perfect for MST or almost just too good for an MST because, yeah. like, they're, like, yeah, his makeup progressing the way it does and some of the kills are, like, better than, I've seen some bad horror movies or attempts at, at slasher and, like, this is better than them in, in terms of, uh, um, uh, I've, 
I forget there, uh, the word I'm looking for now. For a movie that uh, is supposed to be have supernatural elements in it, I the the kills were good, the gore was good, but I felt like the kills were kind of like, all right, he's just killing with a knife. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, what yeah. it was at the end they of the day. So, well, they got creative for a split second when they kill a pantsless. Uh, wait, no, I forget who dies by getting the knife through the chin. Oh but yeah, that was the the brother. That, that was, was at least not brother. as expected as the other kills. Um, it was good, and they hold on it for a while too. They like they sure him, did. They show him pull it out, like all that stuff. Yeah, like yeah. Um, the final. Which, showdown... by the way, I want to point out. I want to point out something that if you're so Virgil slash Tony is using a very weird looking dagger. It's very it, obviously yep. the minute you see it, it's important. Yes. Uh, he just if you had the dagger that theoretically could kill you which we don't know but maybe that is the only thing that can kill you you feel like you wouldn't just throw that shit around willy-nilly right like, yeah he just drops like, it at one point he's like see you nerd whatever and like what yeah. like, i don't need this but, like i feel like any, like that's like the opposite of the entire plot of the mummy where the one thing that can kill yeah. him is so far away and then he wants it to keep and then yeah it doesn't make any sense it'd be like a werewolf always... running around with the only silver bullet in the world you know, in yeah, a gun. he's like, this could kill me, so I'm going to keep it. Yeah. Like, I won't destroy it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's weird. We and that wasn't explained either. Then. Like, why is there a knife? No. Where did the knife come from? Where nope. did. No explanation. Why is Tony no in the TV? Like, what? And they're, the government's building a supercomputer. Was that. Like, they were building There's that up for an entire. Stuff. Yeah. For an entire scene. And I'm like, is this going. Like,. Is big corporate computer chip behind the I, murders? What's going on right now? I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was so, it was weird. I'm just gonna read down my bullet points for final showdown. Did he okay. spit on them? Did he throw a shoe at them? Go! I love you. <laughs> is this Scooby Doo or is it a Mario level all of a sudden? Because he's like dodging debris, just going through a hallway. And then I was yes. like, Whoa, that entire wall sparked. That was not CG. He almost no. got electrocuted. Yes. <laughs> and did. then there's a... um and then uh the knife. Get the knife. Get away, bitch. Don't fuck with me. I'm sorry, baby. Yeah, that 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 was <laughs> Baby. Yeah. Hold on, we gotta go back. We gotta go back. That's my now. notes, the <laughs> end. So the the I, I almost made the tagline for the ep- for this episode was <laughs> the baby one. Just like I'm, my bad, baby. What, what what was it? I'm sorry, baby. That's what it was. I'm sorry, baby. Oh, man, but no, yeah. So, fucking Virgil gets a safe dropped on him. Mm-hmm. Michael goes in for the final kill, and then I guess he Virgil tricks him and is like lets Tony come through for a little bit, and apparently Virgil can just levitate people because he just starts levitating Michael, and Michael can't do anything. But what I was gonna say was when you said go, he goes he yells go like pretty aggressively. Mm-hmm. Like he goes like go and then right after that he goes, Hey, I love you. Like <laughs> yeah. and I was like, wait, what? That's not how you deliver those lines. Oh, <laughs> uh... uh, but anyway, Alex comes in with the co- police co- uh, inspector that's investigating the murders, and she picks up the knife, kills Virgil, and apparently Michael falls five feet from the air and it kills him. I don't understand why he dies from that. There's no blood to signify that he's di- dead, that he's died. If, 
if they had put if they had set up something to where like Michael and Tony are like connected like life force wise some way and if Somewhere. one dies the other one dies that yep. would make sense mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. or maybe all three of them have to die to completely seal Virgil away which would make sense as well yep. but I'm not a movie creator I'm just someone that watches movies well this so- showed me that you could be anyone could be uh <laughs> I yeah I didn't know and like the whole the inspector that was with her was like I'm not dealing with this at the that end dude looked like he didn't want to be there and yeah like oh man the paperwork uh the one you scene the red letter media thing too <laughs> uh well yeah I did but also I was taking notes or wait uh oh whoops now I'm jumping all over the place but yeah um well no because there were the inspectors at Michael's house talked to his drunk mom. Who stares yep. at the camera for that entire fucking scene? Very, very weird. It's very weird. <laughs> the, and but then he like follows her, and it doesn't make sense. That uh, follows Alex and all that crap. And I thought that that was her dad at one point, and I'm, he just like doesn't comfort her at all. Oh. And then it fades out, and I'm like, this is how this is ending. This is the choice they made. Yep. Like yep. that, and the fucking the dead. Ro- I mean the uh, funeral. The funeral. The next Michael scene is, is Michael's dead. Funeral. Yes. Michael's funeral. No one else from the movie is in there except for Alex and his mom, even though they had well, a all group of friends. All of his friends are dead. <laughs> Some of them were, I think, maybe alive or something. No, Alex know. was the only one that lived. <laughs> uh, well, that shows how much they mean, meant to me that I even noticed. Uh, right. And then the uh, mom throws dirt on the casket, and then Alex throws the now dead rose on the casket, but the rose blooms. And it's we didn't even say what the rose was for. We just said that alive. like he got the rose, but then he gave the rose to Alex to be like. Uh, Tony said. Tony told Michael said, "If you really think she's the one, give her this rose and say that as long as this rose blooms or whatever, there were as long as our love it always exists for each other, this rose will never die. And when she throws, because yeah. it's dead when she goes to throw it, but when it lands on his on his casket, it's not a rose anymore. Apparently." It is something that looks like a petunia. So, <laughs> but and then you get the over the voiceover of Michael saying like, "As long as we have love for each other, we'll never be separated," and all this other stuff. And then I don't know what happened with this shot of the movie, but I think what it is is it's the movie in the background, and then in the front of it they have the credits, but the credits aren't rolling yet. But whatever they have the credits on is completely filthy. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, was it supposed to be the view of the casket? Because that lens is dirty. I don't know, because you're just looking at Alex's face, and she's looking up, and she's smiling, and all this other stuff. And then the credits roll that take two minutes to go through. So... Yep. I wrote down the whole quote at the end, because I was okay. like, I gotta make sure I get this. Because it's, Michael narrates the beginning and end of this movie. And yes. he says, like the rose, Alex... As long as we love each other, nothing can te- take us apart. There will always be an open door between us. And I'm like, okay, so go grab that Ouija board, and I guess let's say hi to Michael again. Because yeah. <laughs> that's Find all you need. Find a body that you want him to possess, and then there you go. Yeah, <laughs> so. but also the fact of the matter that she, like, hears, maybe she's hearing that, but she sees the rose is alive, and she looks up like, oh, Movie. he's alive, or he's in heaven, I'll go there too? I don't understand. It it didn't make any sense, but they killed the main character, but they also have their final girl, sort of. So, 
the last two horror movies we watched had a kid die. <laughs> yeah, well, I, this, I, this kid might be an adult for all we know because he was drinking and whatever like one. I don't know. Not wearing those pajama bottoms. But that's, that's, that is don't panic. Don't panic. <laughs> don't panic. You bet your boots I'm playing that whole song at the end of this episode. Don't panic. It's a good song. It's don't like, panic. First you're like, it's kind of, you're like, this is kind of bad. And then you listen to it, you're like, nah, it's pretty good. Like, <laughs> yeah, it starts very right. creepy. It's, uh, yeah. Scotty, I get to ask you, what do you, how many, how many plates of ham do you give this out of, oh, uh, hell yeah. out of the Marlboro Fest? Ah, <laughs> uh, one healthy Mexican helping, I guess. Uh, the, I, it's, um, yeah, watch this. Uh, it's good. It I, even if you have a queasy stomach for um, gore, there is yeah. uh, unless you've seen unless you've like never seen any gore, that's the only way I could see someone getting actually queasy with this. But otherwise, right. you'll be fine, even if you can't take that much. Uh, it, wow, watch this movie! It's great, yeah. You can go good. watch it as of this recording. Uh, I believe it's on Shutter, which is one of the like the the horror movie app and yep. then there's amc plus which i believe is amc's digital platform and uh but if you can find it i highly recommend yeah or like me the blue you can just buy the, the blu-ray, blu-ray which I'm about to do. yes uh which uh by the way i'm gonna show scotty this because he's seen the one side it's a reversible cover so on this side holy shit you get yeah get look Martin at that Oh, he's coming out of the Ouija board. He also looks like he's 11, not a 17-year-old high school kid in Dino PJs. I'm very happy that the Dino PJs... Oh, right in the face. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) I'm very happy that the Dino PJs are on the cover. Uh, Maybe this will be... This is a good cosplay. If you're looking for a a deep cut, wear those Dino PJs to the next uh, next spooky convention you go to. You and Rachel do your cosplay of Brink, and I'll dress up as Don't Panic. So. All right. Well, so long as you can bring Hallie along and give her a monobrow, you'll be set. Oh my God! It's just like just like a sharpie line in between her. <laughs> Whatever I mean, you could just get a fake mustache and just put it on her forehead. That's true. That would be that yeah. True. That's the sharpie doesn't wash off that well. Uh, I am not so, joking. I'm buying this movie on Blu-ray right now. Um, it's good because good it movie. says here uh, it's in 4K apparently. Um, yes, but an interview with the director and commentary track yes. with the director, which I want to Ruben Galendro Jr. Which is I I'm attracted to buying this so easily because at multi, at one point during the movie I'm like God I wish there was a commentary to this because I just want to know the thought process behind most of this. And there there is. we go. So um, so it says it's marked and down. Shall from... receive. It says it's marked down from thirty-five, almost forty bucks. I don't understand that, but that's yeah, that's it's a marketing technique more than likely. Oh, whoops! So. <laughs> Accidentally added it to the cart twice. Anyway, um, that's go see gonna this movie. Do it for this week's that's episode. It. This was episode We're ten. We hit it the was. double digits. Um, Thank you. Check. Did we? Oh yeah, that one was a half. Was a point five. Um, yes. And uh, I don't know what we're going to watch next. Uh, nope. One we movie. We never prep these things. Yeah. Some movies were suggested to us, but I think we need to. Uh, this is the only forethought I've ever given this podcast is I think we need to um, ease away from like 
wow, this is so bad. It's great for maybe a little bit because that's maybe just been... watch some comfort food. Well, that's what Last Action Hero was for me, but I think also for you, you thought it was horrible. And then before that was making contact, and then before that, well, it was Lethal Weapon, but yeah, I don't know. I like so, Lethal Weapon. Yeah, Lethal Weapon was fine, but it was also like, I mean, it could have just as well not happened, if you know what I mean. <laughs> like, yeah, you're not like wrong. I didn't feel I felt the same after watching Lethal Weapon as I did before watching Lethal Weapon, <laughs> except for that first kinda, scene, the first couple of scenes. I keep thinking yeah. in the back of my head, I I kind of want to watch Space Raiders, which was the movie that when we talked about Galaxy of Terror. That mm-hmm. was the movie that basically funded Galaxy of Terror. Yeah, yeah, was Space Raiders, which was the knockoff Star Wars. So yeah, I don't know. I have like, a feeling I agree. Once, we should uh, move away from that stuff. Yeah, I think we should move away from the ham for a second. Hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> but the um, I have a feeling once it does come out in search of tomorrow, that documentary, we're gonna be like, oh man, let's do that one. Let's do that one. Let's do that one. Oh, oh yeah. You know, we could go through the three horror ones right now and probably go through a bunch of shit. So. Jesus Christ! Yeah, let me just set aside two days of my life. Twelve um, hours those. minimum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, but you're enjoying what we've been discussing, like in terms of movies, yes. the documentaries, uh, in search of darkness, part one, two, and ways three. I don't think three's out. I think it's three is in the process of being out. Yeah. I definitely recommend the first one. The second one had a lot of unknowns that even Rachel is like, Rachel is the horror fan. I am the sci-fi guy. So like, even she was like, man, I don't know these. So this is not as interesting. I'm curious to see what part three is going to cover then. Yeah. So, but those are really good documentary documentaries. They're really long and they are now doing a, in search of tomorrow, which I'm very excited for. Uh, but check those out if you've enjoyed any of the, literally any of the discussions we've had. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't have sponsors either, but if you ever want to find any of the movies we talk about recently, especially within the first 10 episodes, we've got a lot of our stuff off of Vinegar Syndrome and Shout Factory. Yep. So, yep, yep, yep. I think that's um, going to be it for us, though. Just follow us on our yeah. socials to figure out what we'll, we'll talk about. Like, we'll give sneak peeks about what we're going to be uh, talking about next. So, and we're going to try and get it to where we at least know what we're going to review on the next episode. So but yeah, we I appreciate think we, everyone for listening. We do. We um, started out having a plan of what to watch, but then that just went the wayside. And then October was a shit show. And then November was a shit show. Also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we'll uh, we'll figure some stuff out and we'll get, um, you know, different genres and stuff maybe as well. But please, please, please recommend things to us because that's how we ended up with Lethal Weapon. Um, and there's another one is how we ended up with, but I forget now. So I don't know. Hey, if you haven't heard of brain scan, you want us to talk about that? We have already, but in another life. Uh, and (laughs) yeah, I think we're rambling. Oh, you had some factoids here. Was there any, um, oh yeah, I forgot. I think, uh, the only thing I think I hit everything except for the last part. I think I just closed out of the docket. Let me pull it back. I got it. Michael count lost track after 25. I counted um, 25 times, and then I lost track after 25. Nice. So that's how many times they say Michael's name. Wait, was this the so. tagline? Forget Freddy and Jason, Virgil's the newest nightmare in town? That is, so the taglines that I saw, there were three. One of them was kind of like, eh. Uh, the other one was the nightmare, the real nightmare is just beginning. That's the one that I think we're going to put in the episode title. Or this one is forget mm-hmm. Freddy and Jason, Virgil is like next. And you're just like, okay. I think- <laughs> I think that is probably the quote I'm going to put in here. That's perfect, then. You can do it. So. <laughs> yeah. 
It's pretty good. Uh, and then, yeah, you did have voted best of the worst on Red Letter Media's Halloween Spectacular 2021. That's how, how much information. Uh-oh. Corey has yeah, died now. Nope, Corey's back now. Oh, um, That's how much information. Okay, what? You're back. What did? Yeah. What did you say? That's how much information. What? Oh, I said that's how much information was available for this movie. Is that one of the trivia's was it was on best of the worst or oh. spooktacular for 2021 for Red yeah. Letter Media? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good though. I like. I enjoyed the movie. I would watch. I could see myself it's, watching this. Uh, it's going to become my Halloween part of my Halloween rotation. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm. I'm very excited to show this to Rachel because she's such a huge fan of Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, and it borrows I themes just, from it. So. I hope I have not hyped it up too much for her, but uh, stop talking about it. Yeah, well, I didn't say uh, like I told her. I was like, all I said was it's a B movie, Elm Street, and I think you need to see this. And I'm not going to say <laughs> anything else. Um, Perfect. So it might be good, but uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it. So do if it. you're getting a, hum, I said let's do it. Yes, yeah, so if you're getting a little static. Don't touch that dial because you are exactly where you need to be. You're in the static zone. I don't know if I, can... oh, I thought you were gonna keep doing it. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't know if I can create the Doppler effect on this mic. No. So you're in the static zone. Oh. 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 Maybe. All right. We'll see how right. that sounds. Mm-hmm. Don't right. panic. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>